Again, we're back for, what is it, August 10th is this guy and that guy's show. I don't know what happened to that guy, but we're going to be having two guest stars on this week. We have Blue, and then we have that that Kobe guy that's going to be guest starring with us. So this is going to be talking about this new season coming up. We're going to be talking about what's going to be happening in the West and East top three. And uh, we're going to probably have some free agency a little bit of Kobe talk, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, Blue, thanks so much for being back on the show, man. Yeah, it's, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. That was my second podcast with you. By the way, I just wanted to just bring up our last podcast and just how right I was, except for the final, it was the final matchup at Toronto going against Golden State, right? You did. But you did. I think um, I had Toronto. No, no, I had Golden State winning six. Yeah. Now, if KD didn't get hurt, everybody knows this. Yeah. If KD yeah. didn't get hurt, to, uh, Golden State would have took that one. That was, so, that was pretty was good, close. Blue. I was close. That like, was Golden a... State still gave up a good fight, even though they were down KD and then Clay Thompson got mm-hmm. hurt and Kevin Looney. It was, it was a massacre. I just felt like this past finals was sort of like incomplete, but. I don't want to take anything away from Toronto. You know, I'd just love to say right before we came on, we weren't going to talk about last season, and then you go right yeah, into how you were right. Sorry. Okay, so thank you just for – to bring that up. That's, that's all. <laughs> so, that's, my credentials are legit. Oh, my goodness. So we're going to put that on display now because now we're going to be talking about all next season, what you project, what's going to be happening in the East and West. And uh, what we're going to start is we're going to start with West first, top three that we see coming out of the West. And we're gonna we're not gonna go into seating for playoffs. Just what do you think the three best teams in the West are gonna be? Then we're gonna go to the East. So uh, Blue, kick it off for the West, and um, then then Kobe guy will be there. Yeah, sure. It's no surprise here. Lakers, Clippers. First off, first two. I'm sure most of you gentlemen will agree. And the third one, Utah Jazz. I like what the Utah Jazz really did this off season. They picked up uh, Bojan Bogdanovic. I thought they paid just a little bit too much for him, in my opinion. Um, he showed a lot of flashes, a lot of even some brilliance. Uh, he's a good three-point shooter for the Indiana Pacers, and they did a good job picking him up. But I think the real key pickup there is Mike Conley. He's going to bring that veteran leadership. Uh, he's going to bring uh, some defense to that team. And it's a, it's a great um, – He'll be a great leader for that young squad with, you know, Rudy uh, Gobert. Um, they have, um, of course, uh, Donovan uh, Mitchell. And they're deep. They'll go about 9, 10 deep. My only issue with Utah is that they don't have that, I guess, that closer. You could say Donovan Mitchell is, is sort of a closer, but he's still young, you know. So they can definitely go far. They'll win a lot of regular season games. I wouldn't be surprised if they had the top seed just because of how deep in their coaching is pretty legit as well. But once they get to the playoffs, particularly I'll say second, third round, right, when they run into, you know, uh, the LeBrons of the world, 
James Harden's of the world, you know, or even the Kawhi Leonard's of the world, they'll have problems with those guys. But I really do like what Utah has done uh, this offseason. And I look forward – like, they're definitely a league pass uh, – League pass favorites this year. I'll definitely be following those guys. So, I got Utah as my third pick. Um, Lakers and Clippers. You know, I've been going back and forth with who is number one for the, between the Lakers and the Clippers. Um, you could come back to me, but I'll say I'll say the Lakers one and the Clippers two. Mm. And there's a reason. There's a reason why, but um, I like what both teams have done, and I will say what the Clippers have done this off season. Like you know what Kawhi Leonard has done this off season, it was a boss move for him to go to the Clippers, and he goes to the Clippers. And he goes, all right, I'll come to you. Give me an All Star from any other. Team. I don't care what contract he's on. I don't care how much you paying him. Give me whoever I want. And join me, and we're gonna go to Clippers, and we're gonna do this thing. And that's exactly what the Clippers did. They gave up the house. They gave up um, Shea, uh, Shea Gildress, uh, Alexander, Dylan Gallinari, the picks until 2050, pretty much it feels like. And they were able to um, they were able to to get Paul George. So they're definitely gonna be a, a defensive team that's going to be really good. But I got the Lakers as the. It's I mean, of course, it's a, it's a coin flip. But that's why guys the best team. Now the Lakers are not going to have a like good regular season, I think. But you can you can you can chime in, Fernando. Well, two things before I get into my picks. Um, what you were saying about Kawhi Leonard being a boss. Anybody boss. who has braids in 2019 is a real thug. Yeah, it's, it's AI reincarnated. Let's oh, just yeah. go ahead and say that. Yeah, yeah. And number two, he lives back in time. Man. Are you saying Donovan Mitchell is clutch because he hired Carmelo <laughs> to work out with him? <laughs> yes, he did. Wow. So, or is that Carmelo just trying to stay relevant and trying to get back into a team? Uh, yeah, I'll I, say I, it's the latter. I, I, I can say it probably won't hurt Donovan to work out with Melo. Um, I would have chose Kobe, of course, but. You know, <laughs> at least at least he's he's winding out at an early age, unlike these other players. Uh, your boy Dwight Howard, oh, <laughs> who who waited too long. He waited too long to work out with Hakeem. Wait, just just real quick. I don't okay. want to. I don't mean to go off topic. What okay. did, what did you guys think about that whole mellow interview? Uh, oh, the one with Stephen. The one with Stephen A. Oh. oh, it was great. It was great. Like um, I I think yeah, it, was it really was a testament to Stephen A. as a reporter. And how let's let's just be honest. Even though he's irate, he's in people's phases. And he's annoying. loud. Yes, he gets quality work, and he gets the best players. And players trust him for one reason because he he's real. He's down to earth, and yeah. you know, not everybody. It's not for everybody his show, but um, I think it really showed you the NBA and how it's a business, and how everybody was blaming Melo for being trash, but really. If there's no communication in the front office, uh, Boston, then that this is what happens. You know, this is what happens. I think so. Melo was humble. He was he seemed yeah. upfront, honest. The thing with that is, I think it. The thing with Melo is the same thing. I feel like with Dwight Howard, that they were resting on their laurels for so long that they were always like, "I'm the man. I'm the man." I'm, but look at how many times Dwight Howard had to go and get bumped by how many teams? Your Lakers. Mm-hmm. 
Remember that? And then he had to go to Houston. Yeah. Then he ended yeah. up in Charlotte. Then he ended up, and then he got jacked up in Wizards with his back. But it, 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 think about it. Their entire life, they've been told they're the man. And for them to humble and get themselves, mm. it's really hard. That's why people don't understand. Golden State, for all of them in their prime to say we're going to work together, it's not as easy as it can be for super teams. Look at the Celtics. Look what happened to the Celtics. Like, yeah. everyone was a contract year. Terry Rozier, Morris. You had Kyrie being Kyrie. You know, it's not easy. So, with Melo, but the problem is I think that's two seasons too late for Melo. Yeah. That's the problem. So, to be honest, I kind of felt bad for him. You know, it's sort of like it was a it was a guy who was, you know, obviously he's past his prime, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But he's good enough to be on a – like on the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like Absolutely. Like coming off the bench. Absolutely. And I think he finally realizes now yes. though, that – that's the type of player he is now. Yes. You know, like he's not that guy anymore. And he wasn't he's hasn't been that guy for a couple of years now. Yeah. But it's finally hitting him now that he knows that he's past his prime and he, this is this is his life now. Now, as far as like will a team pick him up? If I were to if someone to put a gun to my head, I would say someone will. By by the trade deadline though, yeah, by All Star, it's, it's yeah. gonna be like, you know, towards the end. Well, when it it might be L A. depending on how the team meshes. Um, yeah. But but my thing about Melo is number one, he should have fired his manager hmm. because he put him on a team. Well, obviously Melo has to say the last word, but why would you go on a team in Houston who didn't have an identity? They were still trying to figure out what they could do and what they were going to do. Um, I mean. They had that whole mix-up with Harden and Chris Paul couldn't play together at the same time, and they were better being off the court at different times. So to me, as Melo, I would have probably went with a team who knew what they were about than just trying to gamble and just be on make a super team. Yeah, it's embarrassing. And like, people don't realize that sometimes. So fire your manager, Melo. Do yeah. it quick. And – and with that, look at the difference, right? Boogie had to fire his manager halfway through free agency to get just the deal for the 3.5 for one year. That, I mean, Melo, when he was going through all this last year, he didn't change. And that's the time where you've got to be creative. He didn't want to do it. So now he can't be in FIBA, even though, you know, how many, how many medals does he have? He can't even go to FIBA now because they know he's so disruptive because he still puts himself out there as the man. Yeah. And if he's going to be on a smaller team like the Phoenix Suns or whoever that's trash, why are you going to mess up the development of the younger players to put Melo from the bench? Because when he gets out there, he's still going to do, what, eight or nine shot attempts a game? Do you really want that for the young kids that are in the second unit to have Melo out there? It just it's going to be tough for him this year. Yeah, the game has passed him by. He takes mid range jumpers. The NBA is not about mid range jumpers anymore, especially when you when you're a ball hog. You know, you it's either threes or layups. Yeah, it's no in between. So let's go with this Kobe guy. Tell us what's going on with the West in your top three. Okay, my three picks. Hurts me to say this. I'm a Lakers fan since Nick Van Axel. Wow. Yeah, way back Bloody when I D-Bot. first yep, since I first started watching basketball. Um, I'm gonna have to go Clippers with one. Um because I'm not in that whole hype. I am uh looking at the overall picture. I'm looking at longevity, I'm looking at load management, I'm looking at injury prone. Um and then I'm going with Lakers number two. And then Golden State number three, which might be a shocker. 
And then my sleeper pick is Portland. Um, I, I think Dame Dollar, he's hungry. C.J. McCollum's hungry. They're going to get uh, Nurchich, Nurch, yeah. however you say it. Yeah, he's he's coming back. Yeah. So that's going to be a solid team. But um, Clippers, the reason I chose them one is, for one, uh, Paul George is 28. Um, Kawhi Leonard's 29 and is obviously the best two-way player in the NBA, hands down. Um, last year, without an all-star, made it to the eighth seed in the West. On top of that, they had a 32-year-old of Lou Williams coming off the bench, dropping 30, crossing people over, and still made the playoffs and still made noise. So now you take that formula, then you take people forgot how good Doc Rivers was and still is, even though he has an ashy voice. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, his voice in the in the world, but you take all that plus you got a uh, non-racist owner who's ready to win, who's excited, goes to all the games. That all that stuff trickles down, and people don't realize that. So um, I know Paul George is going to be out the first six weeks. That doesn't even matter. The man's twenty-eight. All his jump shots better than what he can do now. So yeah. I think it will matter in the regular season, though, as far as seating. Yeah, so yeah, that's going to be important. Yeah, I, I feel like. You gotta, oh, I feel like whether they go one, they're going to obviously be one through six. Mm-hmm. But I still, I don't, I, I just see them going number one just because of those reasons. Um, Lakers, I feel like, I feel like Kyle Kuzma is going to have a heck of a year. Um, he's, he's really meshing well with LeBron. But the thing that scares me is just Anthony Davis. I feel like because of LeBron's low management, they're going to put too much on Anthony. And Anthony couldn't even hit. He's basically going to be, I mean, in the Pelicans all over again as far as playing time and what he has to do for the team to get him to be relevant. So, um, and then Golden State, I think it just really comes down to if Klay Thompson comes back or not. And I'm having faith that he's going to come back and he's going to try to prove a point. So, yeah, that's what I got. Okay. Times. Good times. That's a uh, that's a good list. Um, I'm gonna go a little bit different than both of you. Oh. Um. <laughs> I've got Denver Nuggets. I've got Utah. Oh, wow. I for number one, I've got Utah Jazz. Okay. Okay. Utah Jazz. Hmm. I've Denver Nuggets possibly two. I've got Houston number three. Mm. And the reason I say that is now the whole thing is. And I'll start from three to go up to one. Number one, Houston, everyone's like, oh, I don't know how they're going to figure it out. Listen, Harden already figured it out with CP3. Westbrook is a more athletic version of CP3. He's younger. He's more explosive. And, yeah, he can't shoot threes. But guess what? He can run into the paint, and then he dishes it out to all the other three-point shooters. And if you're not, you know how many Westbrook gets to the foul line? Come on. So – I, I see that they can actually do load management with Harden this time with um, Westbrook taking the reins. And guess what? Yeah, he's going to have – he's not going to have his made triple-double. They're both – their numbers are going to decrease, but I think they can bounce out. And did you both know that they were childhood friends who have been playing together almost their entire lives? Number two, um, with uh, the Nuggets, not much has changed. The only difference is can Jamal Murray actually stay, like, consistent mm. – because you know he's always up and down. Can you play defense? The, no, no. The question is no. Um, that's why we have Gary Harris. If he can stay healthy. The, the Joker, like, 
The Joker is just the the thing is they always like that's a totally different style than anyone else can play. So they're just dominating. The last one is well, real quick. You know the book is out on Joker though, right? The book defined. What do you mean? How to stop him? Well, okay. Oh yeah. Come on now. What do you do? Um, you just clog the middle, right? Physical. You get physical. Oh yeah. Well yeah. He's a little soft. He doesn't like physicality. Yeah. When you're in the playoffs, <laughs> you get physical. That's true. But this, That's is, true. But this, is, this is regular season because okay. yeah, yeah. playoffs okay. is going to be – listen, sure. playoffs – Yeah, seeding, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's going to be okay. there. That's what we got to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The Nuggets oh, – okay. I don't think the Nuggets are going to pass second round when they get to the playoffs if everyone stays healthy, whatever, and the other teams. The one – the scariest one actually is the most balanced team I think is Utah Jazz because Mike Conley doesn't commit t- turnovers. He is the most under control – point guard and what has always been the problem with donovan mitchell he does too much but if mike Connolly is the point guard and donovan mitchell can be a shooting guard like purely and not a you know a one-two combo i don't see a downside of that now golden state listen golden state's going to be great they just have a lot of young guys and their bench is not like they used to be uh clippers again pg will be out for six weeks they're going to do load management they're going to be killers they're going to be killers when it comes to playoffs and my, my, my favorite league pass team that's going to be hopefully eighth seed is going to be the Mavericks. Okay? You, I'm serious. You got the unicorn and you have, uh, you have Luka. They're, they might not even make eighth seed, but I think they're one of the best. It, I don't even like the Mavericks, but I love Luka and how he plays. And with having Porzingis come back, now Porzingis is going to look like Joel Embiid and look slow for the first two and a half months. But if they can really pull together, they're, they're no joke. But your Lakers, as much as I talk about them, I think they're the best constructed team for the playoffs. If all of them stay together and stay healthy, they're the best constructed team for the playoffs. And, and that's why I chose them for the playoffs. I'm, that's my fault. I thought we were talking about playoffs, right? And we're talking about – yeah, 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 okay. The regular season, I'm sort of more in line with Doc, which I'll, I'll have um, Houston number one, Clippers number two, and then Jazz number three in the actual seeding of the playoffs. Those are the deepest teams, most consistent Teams, I'm, not, I'm sorry, not the playoffs in the in the regular season. That's that. Those are the, those are the teams um, uh, that I like. But yeah, I was gonna say I didn't get to my sleeper. My sleeper team is the New Orleans Pelicans. I think those dudes will do something this year. T- check out this roster: Lonzo Ball, Derek Favors, Josh Hart, Drew Holiday, Brandon Ingram, um, JJ Redick. You guys forgot, forgot about that pickup, didn't you? My boy. And, of course, Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. This team goes about eight, nine deep. And that's that's a perfect recipe for a regular season. Mm-hmm. And I really do like their coach, yeah. uh, Gentry. I was going to say, he's yeah, a great he's, coach. Yeah, he's a good yeah. coach. Underrated. So, he'll get those guys. You just see this as like a – not as like a flashy team, but like a hard-playing squad, you know, that's going to be – it's going to be a team that you don't want to play against throughout the regular season. They'll probably squeeze in. Um, I, I, it's it's gonna be tough, yeah. Because the the West, the, the West, West is, is like, yeah, the West is, is, is it is brutal. Ninth seed or even eighth seed, uh, I I can possibly that's my that's my sleeper. That's why I said it's a sleeper team for a reason, right? A lot of people don't think that, but that's why I have the Pelicans there. And don't forget that center. I always forget his name. Oh. He just murdered people in oh. summer league. Yeah. You know who I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Really good. Started late. In like senior year, wasn't really even that good. People were like, he was barely making varsity teams. Um, really has excelled this year. Uh, 
really pelicans yeah i i agree with you it's gonna be fun to watch all right guys so we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna to go to the east on that side all right and we're back so now we're gonna to go to the east side oh wait a minute wait 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 <laughs> kobe guy's talking about it hold on okay, so what i forgot was why i had the clippers over the lakers and i, I still think clippers are all the way i know we're not talking about that but for regular for regular but, season you're talking yeah, about yeah yeah my biggest thing is um offense wins games but defense wins championships now when we're looking at the clippers lineup i mean you got patrick beverly you already know about Kawhi leonard paul george was a defensive minded animal before he was paul george uh mark harkless Will, no, not um, Montres Harrell, and then uh, T. Harris. I mean, that right there. Those are some of the best defenders the league has to have in, in a league that doesn't play defense. So, yeah, that's the last point I want to make about the West. <laughs> <laughs> he just couldn't stop. But, no, it's going to be – I haven't been this excited about the NBA in years. Like, this is – Every night is going to be great games. Every night. But again, Wes might wear themselves out just trying to get to a seed. So we're going to now switch over to uh, the East. And um, we're do – Kobe, do you want to sure, do you want to switch over? So we're going to talk about top three in the East, and then you can go into sleeper from there. So top three, regular season in the East. Okay. I've got Boston at one. Woo! Bucks at – You got to explain yes, yourself on that absolutely. one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bucks at two, Sixers at three, and did you want my sleeper now? My sleeper were the Nets. Now, I like it. I like it. Boston, okay? I still believe in their coach. I still believe in Danny Ainge. I still believe that fans rallying behind a team can make a big difference. I think people forget how good they were without Kyrie. These guys push LeBron to his limit. I mean, these guys were the real deal. Now, people don't realize, I've been watching Kimba since he was in Connecticut all three years. Nah, he won a championship there. Against Butler. He will thrive in that system. I am telling you right now, he's going to be an X factor. And Jalen Brown's looking good. I think he's finally going to calm down. He's not going to feel like he has to prove himself. He's gonna, he, he doesn't have to uh, try to make that contract. So now he's not going to be jacking up those threes like he was. And then Jason Tatum, I think he's going to fit into that role of the, of the leader and the star of the team. I really believe that. Who's the enforcer in the paint? Huh? Who's the enforcer in the paint? It's going to be by committee. Yeah, we're going to – you know what, though? That, here's, that, here's my thing. That's really going to affect their defense, but go ahead. I, I really feel like in today's NBA, it's a positionless game. I don't think it really matters. I mean, I think um, they have taken notes from Golden State that with Draymond at the five or Andre Iguodala was at the five the one year they won. I feel like they have found the recipe is basically get the best forwards that you can get and get one really good point guard. And you can make it in the NBA. And basically, everybody's got to be able to shoot and make foul shots. They have all of that. Minus Marcus Smart. I mean, we all know Marcus Smart is their energizer bunny. Yeah. That's why he's there. So that's what I, I think about Boston. I, I, I'm a firm believer of you've got to look from upstairs all the way downstairs to even, even the athletic staff. They all are invested in this team. And that's why the Sixers are never going to make it because – their athletic staff sucks. 
how are you going to let your guy play with no shoes on and he's seven <laughs> foot, 275 pounds? So, yeah, yeah. Man. I didn't even know about that. Now, the Bucks. the reason I have them at two is I feel like they're going to make a trade midseason and they're going to bring in a star for Giannis because I think Giannis Ooh, is going like to say, it. I've given you guys my, my soul, my heart, my sweat, my and, tears. And they're going to have to do it. Yes. Yes, and he right now can go anywhere and get a supermax. Bradley Beal? Mm. Bradley Beal? Ooh, they they had to give away the con they, listen, they can't Washington won't leave um uh, Yeah. Washington Washington won't give up Bradley unless you take John Wall's contract. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like oh. they, they're not letting go of him. Oh. They'll wait him, until he won't him. sign the extension before they get rid of that. So if you like who has the cap space for John Wall? Nobody. No. Nobody. <laughs> like so yeah, he, he can't be moved. Like, no, no. You know what I'm saying? So I agree with Bradley could get off. Guess what? Bradley's not moving. He just won't sign the extension and just move. But Washington, there's no point for Washington to move him. They don't have any leverage at that point. All they have left is Isaiah Thomas. That's it. And the kid from Japan. That's it. Yeah, but I think the market is going to be huge for Bradley Beal. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. he's the only star that's left. Mm-hmm. So people are going to offer up. Anything for him, mm-hmm. and it, you know if, if it's the if it's the right price for the Wizards, you know they'll give him up. They'll give him up. I think they'll have to. You know they have a new GM too, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, and he's. He, I think he's going to start over. Um, Did Lopez stay in the Bucks? I can't remember. Lopez left. Lopez Lopez. left. No, no, no. Is Lopez there because his brother's there? Yeah, I Lopez think they stayed. There. Yeah, that's good. I believe they stayed. That's yeah. good. But I like the, both of them. The general's gone. Yeah, gone. yeah, he is. Yes, mm-hmm. but he was hurt anyways. And they still did well without him. They're like, yeah, they're, they're a good team by committee. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. All right, Blue, what you got for these, your top three? Top three. My number three team, the Indiana Pacers. The, those guys really surprised a lot of people, especially um, what, McMillan, uh, their coach. He's, a, he's an excellent coach. And they did all of this without Victor Oladipo. That shows to the testament of the system. They run, and if they actually have a star that's in there, they'll def- they'll they'll win a lot of games. They'll they'll string off, I think, enough games for them to go into the number three spot. And they picked up Malcolm Brogdon, who's a great great pickup, and he's a good substitute for um, uh, Bogdanovich, who they lost. Actually, I think he's a little, he's a little bit better than Bogdanovich, uh, um, a better three point shooter too. So I think that they're going to be a very good team. That's why I have them at number three. Uh, number two, um, 76ers. Um, I'll say the, them losing Jimmy Butler definitely hurts them because that was their closer. But I think that's more of um, a playoff consequence of losing him than a regular season consequence. Mm-hmm. They'll still win same amount of games, I would say. Uh, Al Horford, of course, was a good pickup. Um, it's, it is interesting the direction they went and going big. Mm-hmm. They're going to be the, one of the biggest teams in the league. Um, they'll be good defensively. It's just offensively they, they have some hiccups uh, here and there. It's just I don't, I don't know how they'll score, particularly at the end of games, you know. So, But I do have them good enough just because of talent alone um, to at number two. And oh, yeah, and they did lose J.J. Redick, which also was a big loss. As, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that, that, he was the glue. Yeah, yeah, glue. That, that was a big loss. But um, I, I do have them at, at number two um, because I, I don't see many other teams in the East that would overtake them. 
Did they, did they lose Tobias Harris? Tobias walked up. No, no, yeah, no, they keep that. They, they kept him. Yeah. He's definitely their X factor. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, no they're doubt big about it. They're, they're the, one of the biggest teams, like I said, in the league. It's going to be hard to score against them. Okay, number one, Milwaukee Bucks. Everything's status quo. They lost Malcolm Brogdon. Of course, it's, you know it hurts, but they, like I was saying earlier, they're a team by committee. Uh, they remind me of the Boston Celtics a little bit, actually. And you really saw their talent on display when they did play Boston uh, in the was it um, semifinals, semifinals. Um, you just saw the their talent and their system, their coaching. Um, don't get me wrong, Giannis definitely was exposed, which I knew he would be because mm-hmm. he doesn't have a shot. Mm-hmm. And teams will definitely key in on that during the playoffs. But during the regular season, Giannis is still going to have a great, great oh, yeah. year. He's oh, still yeah. going to beast. Number one in fantasy. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure if he'll be MVP. Uh, he, he was MVP last year, right? Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. I'm not well sure deserved. if he'll be. Well deserved. Yes, yes. I'm not sure if he'll be MVP again, but he'll have a, he'll have a great year. And that's why I have them at, at number one. And my sleeper team is the Miami Heat because I think oh, yeah. Jimmy Butler yeah. was a very, very good – like they needed – he's like perfect for yeah. the Heat. Yeah, when he you is. think about a Heat superstar, yeah. who do you think? Someone who plays hard. Plays defense, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like blue collared guy. Yeah, yeah. you know uh, every every play a hundred miles an hour. That's that's the spultru- yeah. that's the spultural way, you know. And Jimmy Butler fits right into that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really going to make them really good and a team that nobody wants to play in the playoffs, just because it's going to be some nose bloodied, you know, team like someone's like star player is going to get banged up, you know what I mean, before they advance to the next round. They'll probably beat the Heat, but no one wants to play them. Right, so I think um, Miami Heat is my sleeper team for the year twenty twenty. I, I have a sign out question. Um, when you're talking about the Pacers, now this is for Fit Labs Productions. A question for our physical therapist here: um, a ruptured quad. How serious is that? And we obvi- without Victor, they're obviously not the same team. But what 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 is what's going on with that? Okay, so that's that's actually why I have a caveat. I actually had Pacers in top three. The only thing is, look at what happened with Andre Robertson from the Thunder last year, right? So, who couldn't shoot anything, (laughs) couldn't shoot anything. But remember, he ruptured his quad and he tried to come back halfway through the year, couldn't even make it back. So the the thing is, everyone acts, everyone's totally different. But think about your style of play when you're dealing with quad injuries, right? Tony Parker had a ruptured quad, but Tony, look at how he played, right? Always elusive, and he didn't do hard cuts. Victor does a lot of inside paint, and if he's doing that, if he's going to have to change his game up, he's either going to have to be more of an outside threat or fade away, kind of like how Kyrie does to save his body. But for a ruptured quad tendon, it just depends how fast it actually um, adheres and you know in heels, but also too, Victor. It's going to take him a couple months to get him up to speed to trust that sprint. It yeah. depends. I don't know what foot he cuts off of, but if if he cuts on that leg, that's a whole other issue of learning how to do burst speeds with that, and then taking contact after the injury. So that that's a good question. He's got to trust himself again. And that's something that Gordon Hayward took a whole year for him to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at – I'm looking at basketball styles of play. You've got two different point guards. You've got ones who are deceptive dribblers, and then you have point guards who are just, just straight-up dogs like Westbrook. 
John Wall and um, Victor are those dogs. They need their athleticism and their hard crossovers to score. Now, he's 6'4", but still, the way he gets in the paint is off his speed and off his jumps. Now, he's going to have to – if John Wall and Victor, if they learn to slow down their tempo – Westbrook, too. If they learn to slow down and play with pace and let the game come to them – then I think he'll he'll be successful in the future. That's a that's a, that's a really good point. Um, and we'll see what happens this year. That usually happens with older players or you know longer. I think about CP3 when he was first at the Hornets. Yeah, I remember he was just used his athleticism. But then what happened? Then he just started fouling people and uh, <laughs> learned how to shoot. But but he Don't changed his, fighting and fighting Rondo. But yeah. he but it was a totally wasn't his greatest year. <laughs> It's true, but that's a good point. That's a really good point. Okay, so now that now that Blue did that, that totally destroyed my entire t- like my entire thing I was about to say. Oh, so now up? I have to change. Just when I was like, no, I cannot say the same exact thing. So now I'm gonna go and just give different. What, teams. what was the same? What was the same? I had Pacers at three. I had okay. 76ers at two, oh, and I had Bucks at one. <laughs> and I was like, this punk like took my entire lineup. So this one I'm gonna start with sleeper first, and I'm changing mine. The Hawks. Okay, and I know, I know that's going to strange. I know, I know, I know. What? The Hawks are really, really deceptive. And they can, and they can, what is that? Ice tray. Uh, Ice tray. I'm going to tell you, listen, listen. Okay, I'm going to go backwards to see what happens. The Bulls ain't going to do jack this year. No. Knicks, the Knicks, if if they, they have four power forwards. What are you going to do by that? Okay, that's out. Okay. Hornets have Terry Rozier for 58 million for three years. What else do they do? That ain't going to happen, right? We have Orlando, who is Orlando. Unless, no, I'm not even going to give them the chance, right? So that leaves me the Hawks. I was going to pick the Heat because I think um, Bam is going to do really good this year. And I think Jimmy's just going to be murdering people. The only thing is the Heat, when they go to Miami, they have so much nightlife. That could be a problem for Jimmy. He's just been in Minnesota for a year. If he goes to uh, South Beach, he could party so hard. Look at all the teams that go to the Heat during the year. Like, they have an insane home record because everyone parties on South Beach too much. So (laughs) that could be a kryptonite for for Jimmy. So I have to go go with the Hawks. Like, uh, just because they – Trey, no one respects him. Vince Carter's coming back for his fourth decade in the league. Oh, I'm not – that's just because he has your name. Um, that doesn't even matter. So now I have to switch it. Now I'm going to have to put Celtics in the third spot to, to switch it out. I have to put Nets in. Okay. Let, 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 okay. The Bucks are going to be the Bucks. It's going to work. I don't see them, anyone beating them. The only thing is I see Toronto might be sneaky and come back because Siakam is still there and Fred. The only thing I think is I think Fred surprised people in the playoffs because they don't they weren't used to seeing him during the season, so you can get a read. He's really small. He's what five eleven. He's not. He's smaller than Kyrie. Kyrie's yeah, like six one. He's yeah. tiny. Mm-hmm. So if they're gonna play him point guard, not. I just don't see. They're gonna have to cover him up like Isaiah in two thousand six. Not gonna happen. The seventy sixers are huge, and by that point, they're gonna win a lot of games. But who's gonna shoot for them besides Tobias Harris, who they can cover them? Yeah, Al's great, but he's great for a five. 
he shoots 36 uh, uh, beyond the arc, right? 36%. Yeah. That's not huge numbers. Yeah, but I'm trusting they'll do a midseason pickup. Something yeah. tells me you gotta they'll hope. do something. Then, then, but they've already locked up so much money to the starting five. Yeah, so true. you've got to get someone that's how, you know, house money to get them off the bench. I don't see that being a huge – I don't understand. So that's number one. Unless I pick Orlando for Markel Fultz in the resurrection. <laughs> um, so that's that. And then um, the, the other one, the Celtics, listen, Kimba, every point guard that comes to Boston, Brad makes him better. He did it with Isaiah. He did it with Kyrie. Kyrie had his best statistical year last year than he's ever had in his life. So with Kimba being there, he has a different personality. The only thing is, listen, I don't even care if Gordon comes off the bench. Let Gordon come off the bench. Let Jalen start. The only problem is, by committee, their center. They've got Cantor, who's great on F offense, terrible on defense. So guess what? We're going to have to do Vincent Poirier. I know people ain't talking about him. He's from France. He just won Defensive Player of the Year, I believe. Um, and he's playing in FIBA on their team. Taco ain't going to do anything, let's be honest. But I'm just letting you know, it's not, he's not going to get sixth man of the year, Carson Edwards, next year. Okay, Carson Edwards. Carson Edwards. Wow. He came out of the second round, and the Celtics came out of the woodworks and offered him a four-year contract mm. in summer league after three games. This kid is going to be crazy. 210-6-1 has no hitch in his jump shot, can already gain threes. He was at 46% at three-point. Film was sport. He played before basketball. He was a running back. Ooh. This kid is built. Like, he plays like – Kyrie, but he's his body is built for the impact. So that it, it's going to be a good year. It's going to be a good year. Um, okay, real quick. Uh, I'm sorry. No, just, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. A quick thing on uh, Jimmy Butler. Um, it didn't. It did seem like it was puzzling why Jimmy chose Miami, because <laughs> people thought that you know he was. Talk, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and no one else is there. No one's good. People there. thought that he was going to go to Houston. Remember. No, they thought Houston was lined up. They thought the Lakers was, you know, lined but, up. They but, thought he wanted to go to a contender because he's at that point of his his yeah. basketball but career. Carmelo. But the East is open, yeah. The East is wide. Yeah, but he, he, he thought he'd go win a championship there. That's, that's why fine. I thought it was kind of weird. He yeah. doesn't want a championship. Either, that, that, like, but Jimmy can have the best of both worlds. He can be the number one threat. <laughs> Shout out to Dion Waiters. But he can be the number one threat. He still is going to be a high seed in the East. He doesn't have to work so hard in the West. And he made his money. Like, he has the best of both worlds. You know, it's not like him trying to get on Golden State or anything. He's not that desperate. He's not like, and I'm not saying anything bad, David West was ready for a championship. David West had done everything for the Hornets. He's like, listen, I'm going to settle into this role. I'm just going to win. I think Jimmy has too much life in him left to want to conform and be on Houston. And I'm not even convinced. I'm not even sure if he could even play with Houston. The way that he does it, because he's more of an ISO anyway. Yeah. You know, he could play the Lakers, but then he has to do – he would just be stuck in the Lakers. I don't know. All right, real quick, switch it over. Um, either probably most improved player, future MVPs, whatever, quick round. What do you think, Blue? Uh, for the MVP, um, this is not going to be a surprise, actually. Actually, I don't think it's going to be a surprise at all. Just because of this one player, he was on a team – that's championship aspirations. Actually, they won the championship a few years uh, in a row. But they had this one guy that's named Kevin Durant that, you know, stole a lot of his his shine. He didn't, um, you know, score as many points or like, you know, he was still, you know, the man in Golden State. 
But now that Kevin Durant is gone, it would, I say it would have to be Steph Curry. Um, this he's gonna go back to the, this the form he was before KD was there, and people I don't want to say people forgot, but like you know he's sort of been under the radar a little bit just because you know KD's you know talents, and you know you can't argue KD's talent, but. Steph Curry is going to go back to MVP form, and it's just going to be him. Now, it's, it's going to – because Clay is hurt the first half of the year. So it's really going to um, hinge on how Steve Kerr will manage him. Um, he, he tends to protect Steph Curry. Um, he doesn't want Steph Curry to really you know, play a lot of minutes because, mm-hmm. you know, Steph Curry, you know, for our listeners who don't know, Steph Curry used to have a huge uh, injury uh, past. Mm-hmm. You know, he was very injury prone mm-hmm. until, you know, the years of, you know, when the Warriors became the Warriors, when he finally became, you know, Steph Curry. But um, I think he'll have like a breakout year. He'll definitely be, if not MVP, he'll, he'll be up as like one of the top, you know, picks for uh, MVP. Uh, I think on top of all the stress he's going to go through with the new baby, then they got a new got, baby. Then, yeah, he has I, a son. I don't know about their personal life. He's man. got he's got a son now. All then right. D Lo, D'Angelo Russell. What if he starts snitching on him to Aisha? Yeah, do you think Do you think that's gonna play? No, that no. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. No, you make good points. Very yeah, good that, points. You know that's you know that's why I think um the only thing I can think about or what maybe you know what may get in the way of that is because you know Clay Thompson was his like his shield. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Because it, that was that was two shooters you had to worry about. Mm-hmm. Now it's now it's easier to, to game plan against Warriors. Actually, I'll, I'll say a lot easier. Yeah, at least for the first half of the year, because yeah. Clay is gone. The floor's the not Warriors, gonna be space. Uh, newsflash! Like I don't know who picked the Warriors like being one of the top you know um, guys, one of the top teams in the West, but they're going to struggle. <laughs> I chose the first them half three. of the season. Mark my words; they might not even be in the playoff picture. Oh. The hmm. first half of the year. Yes, Stop. it is just going to be Steph Curry and Draymond. That is an easy team. What about D'Lo, though? No, no. He'll, he'll get his off, but it's going to be Steph, D'Lo, Draymond. And they have nothing but role players, like bottom-of-the-barrel role players after that. I, but that's the that's the best part, right? So if you've got to worry about Steph and everything, that's – and first of all, Clay is still much better than D'Lo. So I'm not saying that. But D'Lo only has to be in the corner and shoot. Steph's going to take all the pressure off. If they get one other person, if they get a three that actually can do something, then I could see it. But D'Lo, it, it just depends how he plays in that system. I, I just don't know because he plays so much ISO when he was with the Nets. It's really a different flow of the game. It almost reminds me, remember when KD had to come from the OKC to the Warriors? It still took him three months to kind of, you know, it's like, is it my turn or your turn with Curry? They don't have to deal with that with, D'Lo because Curry's the man. So there's no relinquishing of who's the hierarchy. It's just going to be fun. I, I agree with you. I'm sorry. I think that was a desperation pickup of what they did with uh, D'Angelo Russell. They did it so the Lakers wouldn't get him. Exactly. They, they, they did it just because, okay, Kevin Durant's leaving. We got to get somebody. Who's on the Nets? That's the best player. Okay, D'Lo. We'll, we'll take him. It could have been like, you know, it could have been anybody. But since he was the best player and they didn't want to leave with nothing, like, they really had no plan around him. They're just going to be like, okay, we got this guy now. Let's see how we can make it work. Because we said we were going to do half an hour. We didn't. We had to do a lightning round in a separate episode because we're about to lose recording. So we're going to be right back in the lightning round to finish this thing up.
and we are back. Okay, so this is going to be the lightning round. So before, when Blue and uh, Kobe guy were talking about what's going to be happening in the upcoming season for the 2019-2020 season, we're going to be talking about the MVP, uh, most improved player. So we just talked about Blue and his um, MVP, which was going to be Steph Curry. Blue, start us off with um, most improved player for the 2019-2020 season. Shea Gilgis Alexander for the Oklahoma City Thunder. This, he is a legit point guard uh, in the league. I think he was a big reason why the Clippers were very good. They're going to miss him, uh, giving him up. Uh, I mean, of course, you know, you're, you're happy with uh, Kawhi. But um, he finally gets his own team. Um, he's going to be under the tutelage of Chris Paul. Uh, I'm not saying that, you know, Chris Paul be happy there. But eventually – if, if eventually it's going to be his team. <laughs> it's going to be his team, and he's going to be uh, pretty good. I'm sorry, that's that's my wife talking, and um, but she I, brought I, pizza. I, I so yeah, yeah, she brought us food, hey. so I can't say nothing. That'll be my most improved. That's good. All right, so that's good. So we got MVP and most uh, most improved. That's good times. So next, what we're going to be doing is um, uh, Kobe guy is going to finish up talking about MVP, and then he's going to say most improved. And uh, any final words on that one? Go ahead. My most improved, I'm going to start with, is going to be Jason Tatum. 6'8", second season in the year, um, 208 pounds, he's 21, and he's probably, I would say, in one of the – Probably top three systems in the NBA. Um, I've been watching him train with a lot of people this summer, and not personally, obviously, but you too. Um, he's just – he's got that what Josiah doesn't know what really is. is the Mamba mentality. He has it. He was born with it. And the way he shoots, you can't teach that. It's just It's just rhythm. And I feel like he's gonna he's just gonna become an all star this year. This is his year. He's gonna make that all star team. And people are gonna realize how good this kid really is. Do you think that was him uh, was it last year, two years ago though? Two years ago, I think it was kind of those things where nobody was expecting it. And um we got flashes of it, kinda like when Paul George played against Miami that one year. That it was the same situation. And then Paul George two years later became Paul George, and I think Tatum is next in line for that. The NBA, he is tailor-made for this today's NBA. Now, he needs to put some weight on him, obviously, but that's going to come in time. He's going to get taken care of very well there. Now, my MVP is going to be LeBron James. Mm. I feel like LeBron has something to prove this year. I feel like, obviously, the championship is the ultimate goal, but – in terms of what he means to the team and what he means to the locker room, you can't replace that. He's the most valuable in both aspects. And I feel like now that last year was a trash year, let's be honest. He just quit. But this year, he knows it's now or never. His, his time is coming to an end. Obviously, he's going to try to play until his son makes it to the NBA. He's probably going to be coming off the bench, but – LeBron's going to be MVP, in my opinion. Now, that might change if he gets injured, but that's what I believe as far as now. 
I think this is going to be his last year of being – I think this is going to be his last year of being LeBron James. LeBron. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's – yeah, that's sad. That's sad, but it's true. Yeah, it hurt me <laughs> to say that. You know what? The thing is, LeBron – and I could be wrong. I feel like if LeBron keeps changing his game, he could be very similar to how Tom Brady every year – I keep saying, like, he's going to fall off. He's going to fall off. But LeBron is so smart just how – and you know, we, I'm not a LeBron lover at all. I mean, listen. But the thing is, I think he's changed his game so much. Like, I think about when LeBron was young, when he kept getting whooped by the Wizards in the playoffs. He changed his game. He changed his body, right? Then he was at the Heat. Yeah, Agent Zero just jacked him up. <laughs> so then he goes to the Heat, right? He could go and finesse and just be dominant with D-Wade. But then his body started to break down. What did he do? He went to the gym, started doing core stabilization, started really focusing similar to what Kobe did. He lost 30 pounds. 30 pounds? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I like, think he lost too much weight. He looked kind of weird to me. But, yeah, but that it took the weight took off the weight. That's the thing. Like, think about the other ones, Big Baby Davis, that couldn't do that. Um, it, it, You know, all these things happen. But he's changed his game. Like, he's such a good post player now. Like, and now he's a better three-point player. Like, remember Le- LeBron, like, three years ago? It was, it was almost laughable, but now you have to respect it. And not only that, even – I mean, it's, it's a love or hate. I, I assume it's MJ. Either you could either stay on the team with him because of his energy. LeBron will crush you, not by him forcibly, but his, his – um, just the uh, – what do you call it? Not even that. I was going to say – the um the orbit of LeBron James like some people aren't built for that like look at the baby yeah it's or look at what happened to the look at what happened to the Lakers I don't care what people said that oh it's business look at Kuzma Lonzo Ingram when they found out LeBron didn't believe in them they did a terrible the rest of the year I don't believe that you can just block that out and so I think if he's with his boys he he they gave up everyone to get AD there they have Boogie there. They have everyone to give him what he needs. I think it, it, it could be a good year. Um, for my MVP, because I actually think LeBron's going to facilitate so much, I think they're actually going to give it to AD because LeBron's going to give him so many good looks that it's going to be easier for AD to play the game that he was already dominating at. So I think in full retrospect, I think LeBron will be MVP if he gets it or not because he's going to be the most valuable player for the Lakers. But I think by stats-wise, I think AD is going to get it just by LeBron doing so much and facilitating him. That's scary because even when uh, AD was in uh, New Orleans, people you know, zoned in on him, keyed in on him, and he still got his off. Just imagine him with LeBron James. That's the, that's the, most, that's, that is the most dominant two-pair. In the league, LeBron and AD, they complement each other perfectly. It's like Shaq and Kobe. Yeah. You yes. know, in term of, terms of dominance. Mm. Yes. Yes. Now, do you guys know about the Antetokounmpo brother? Yeah. Kansas? George of the Bucks, yeah. Right? No, he's in L.A. Oh, the youngest. Yes. One. The youngest one. Now, mark my words. I'm saying it now. I said this about James Harden when he was in OKC. He is going to be a problem in five years a problem he is going to be better than his brother this kid five years man (laughs) no but listen this kid is already shooting threes right his brother went on air and already said that his little brother is more athletic than he is that's saying a lot and he's not done growing so this 
this kid is gonna be seven foot with a jump shot. It's it's gonna be insane. He's a he's a rookie, right? Yeah, yeah. this is his okay. coming out year. And he's gonna be in LA, so I mean, he's gonna get all that from LeBron, all that from AD. He th- we see um he's a power forward, but he's skinny. He's probably gonna be dropped to the small. But the trash time that he does get, it just being in the locker room with those guys is gonna be with good. I mean, they got Quinn Cook now. Yeah. So and that's so the and we're not even we'll have to have a whole Lakers episode. It's just gonna have to happen. Um they're they're the best constructed. Quinn Cook, he people forget like they're like, oh he can't start. He subbed in and was a start starter for Steph for more than seven weeks in the regular season, still playing with I'm those a, other I'm people. I'm about to put a pause on that. Any um any role player that played with Golden State Warriors, you gotta take it with a grain of salt because they're playing with the t- top you know three four players in the NBA. So any guy can really go up in there. If if you're on a squad with Golden State, you can get your shine off because no one's paying you any attention. Uh, how about Jerevko? He couldn't get a shot off. <laughs> like, like, yeah, he was, you know what I'm saying? Like, everyone does that, but, like, if you're not, if you can't handle the moments, if you're not controlled and a good player, it's not enough. Like, the, you have to have something. They, the, you could see it. Damian Lee was playing for them. Tons of people played for Golden State this year, and I think the aura of, oh, they're on Golden State, they still got jacked up, and they had to get pulled. The, even when, I mean, you can go down, even Javon Looney, for two years, Javon couldn't stay on the court, right? He couldn't. And with Quinn Cook, the reason he's there is to shoot. Now think about it. Day in and day out, he was shooting with two of the best shooters the game has ever seen. Now you're taking that worth ethic, and you're taking it to L.A. now. You're and hoping he, that worth ethic. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the kid is hungry. He looks like J. Cole. You know, he's hungry. He wants, the, he wants his spot. And he's not going to give it up. So if he brings that, those shooting drills, what that consistency, if he brings that to L.A., that's that's what they need. He's a perfect plug. And, and to be honest, let's not pretend LeBron's the de facto point guard anyway. So he's not really playing point guard. He's playing shooting guard. Yeah. You know, and so if you're playing shooting guard for that team, Rondo can't shoot. I love Rondo. He can't shoot. He's better at a facilitator. He can he played well with the Pelicans when he was with A.D. and Boogie. That man cannot shoot. He can do, you know, and that's mid why jumpers. That's why he's going to get more minutes than most of the guys, though. Because this he played with AD and Boogie. He's going to have it. Can we just say that Rondo's there to be another Zaza Pachula? Oh, <laughs> Basically, to no. who's still in the NBA, by the way. Melo can't get a job with Zaza Pachula. Can't. Listen, when you jack people up in this cupcake NBA, you're going to have a job. I might go up in there and just start fighting people. You need to stop. And first of all, he got cut by the Pistons, so I don't know where he is now. Um, so just that. One last thing. I'll just say it. Everyone's already said it. I think Curry's going to get MVP this year um, because he. it's either between those two. It's going to be LeBron, AD, or Curry. But Curry, I think he has all the space in the world. His team is just going to let him shoot. They've ne- they've always let Curry's always had to constrain how many sh- shots he got off because he had Clay. Without Clay, that's tw- I don't want to say it's nine more shots for Curry, but it could be nine or twelve more shots per game for Curry. He's almost fifty percent at three point, right? So he had a little off year. I mean, for Steph Curry, like forty one percent is off year. I, that's that's still pretty good for nine yeah. more shots. If he gets yeah. nine more shots. 
It, just like, what is it? They said Toronto because Kawhi Leonard is gone. Siakam and Van Fleet will get 20 more shots divided between the two of them. I mean, that's insane. So it's going to be a good year. Good year. Yeah, yeah, you got it. I, I want to open this up to you guys. Um, do you think Magic Johnson stepping down was a good move or a bad move? Now, from what I understand, the Bus family is having um, internal affairs. They're having family issues um, over dominance of ownership. Now, would you have kept? Would you have tried to keep Magic, or would you have let them go the way they're going? No, I will let them go the way they're going because clearly I think it was a positive that Magic stepped down. I think that might have been a blessing in disguise for them, really, because I really don't think he was a good um, a good manager of construction of rosters, right? Because look what happened last year. Obviously, Magic Johnson had to approve of signing um, Michael Beasley and Lance Stevenson. And, Who are you know, all they playing in China go, right now. Exactly. And they, all, they wanted to go um, playmaking route, you know? Instead of, um, I think LeBron probably had a little bit of a say in it as well, you know, and he realized his the errors of his way, so that's why they completely deviated what they did last year to this year. But uh, I really do think that him stepping down was a blessing in disguise for them, and that's why they were able to construct the roster who we, I think we all in agreement now, are, you know, is they're a championship contender. If they don't win a championship, they're definitely a championship contending team with the right pieces that LeBron needs. I think the thing with the Lakers, good or bad. They're th- when you're a prestigious franchise like Celtics, Lakers, there's going to be a whole circus. But I think with LeBron bringing his own circus in town, it's I, I if they kept Magic, it would have they could have still had a face to blame things on. Without Magic, if things don't work out, it's going to be the Bus family. Like they have so much riding on LeBron. Really, this year, maybe next year. I so. I, yeah, it was great that he's gone, but there's still a lot up in there. I think Magic's greatest downfall was picking up Lonzo Ball. They should have got swiper no swiping, as in De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. Darren if Fox. they would have picked up De'Aaron Fox, of course they still would have went after AD, but it, it would have been, been it would have been a better season. Mm-hmm. It would have been a way better season. Who else could have they picked up? What are you talking about? You're talking about that year with Darren Fox? No. Yeah. Cause Jason they, Tatum. Yeah, or Jason Tatum. <laughs> what are you talking yeah, about? Because the, the two in front of him. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell. You talk, Donovan Mitchell was at 16. Yeah. I thought Darren Fox was the year after them. No, Did, it was because um, remember, remember the matchup? It was Lonzo versus De'Aaron. And De'Aaron, De'Aaron gave him the oh, business. Yeah. yeah. It mean, was clear that De'Aaron was the better player. He was the point. better player. But they they bought into the, like you always say, emotion. Oh, he's an L.A. boy. Oh, it, it, yeah. they're going to play like they did in the 80s. Well, guess what? This is a whole new NBA. You can't tackle people. You can't fight people. So the 80s fast break is not going to work in today's NBA because the guards are protected. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was first round pick five. I totally forgot. Yeah, well, they they got a blessing. They didn't get Markel Fultz. But Markel switched, remember, because 76ers switched with the Boston pick. So either way, Lakers could have picked Jason. But Lonzo, they had him since spring. You know what I'm saying? Like, they couldn't get off of him. That's what I'm saying. Worst mistake Magic could have made in his career. In fairness to Magic, I think uh, Tatum and um, Mitchell were a little under the radar because, you know, they went later in the first round. No, 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 no. No, remember, they went three. 
So Jason went, went three because Boston was going to get him at first pick, but we switched to 76ers because 76ers were trying to get a point guard for Markel Fultz. Oh, so they okay. switched from three to one okay. because we already knew we were going to get Jason Tatum at three. I thought he went later. Okay, that's that's Mitchell that went later. Mitchell got 16, 15, or 16. The problem was – I think Utah just got fortunate with him. The NBA just looks at the moment, and they don't look at the potential. And that's why when you get guys who are scouting and can look find the potential, that's why they keep them in the association. Now, Donovan Mitchell had two of the best dunks of the year for NCAA, so he was on the radar for athleticism. Now, what they didn't understand that – over the summer, he worked on his jump shot and came together. Now, Tatum, Tatum, I don't know. He just came out of left field. I mean, he's just – he's the boss, man. Boston Boston said they were scouting him since his uh, sophomore year in uh, high school. Wow. So, they, they that's – that literally, they visited him every single year because he played in St. Louis, the same place where Bradley Beal was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they, they had him on the radar. And, listen, Duke kids, you never know what Duke is going to do. Because they're just like one and done now, so you never know. Marvin Bagley was Duke. Like you just never know what's going to happen with Duke players. So no, we agree. All right, guys, this is it. We're gonna wait a minute. Blue's Sorry, got just, one last thing. Couldn't stop. Well, I'm just looking forward to um, next season. But put on the record, I really do think next season's trade deadline is going to be very interesting, mm-hmm. just because the evenness that we have around the league. They're go- there's going to be a lot of teams that's going to see you know little kinks in their armor. They're going to try to like shore up. A lot of things because everybody's just – it's just so close. You know what I mean? And it's just like, you know, who can make that last move to put them, like, over the top since there is no super team? And every team is going to think they have – every team is going to think they're one move away at that point because they're all going to see, you know, some errors in their rosters. And I just think next training deadline. That's why I said Bradley Bill. Watch it, man. Closing statement. um, Where's DeAndre Jordan playing again? Ooh, he's playing Nets. Brooklyn Nets. Nets. Okay. All right. That's all I need to know. <laughs> so, guys, thanks so much for listening. What we're going to be doing is um, this is basically our su- summer episodes. This is going to be the basically the preseason for the podcast until we go into season two for the regular season. What we're going to be talking about in when the season begins, it's when they release the top 100 for a- uh, NBA Fantasy for Yahoo!, then we're going to be looking at um, construction of how you actually play fantasy basketball in different um, in different drafts, in different uh, versions of fantasy. And then, of course, we'll be back in September right before when FIBA is going on. And then we're going to be talking about preseason before we go into the regular season of the NBA. So, again, thank you so much for listening. And we have uh, the Kobe guy to bring us out. This was sponsored by Nando Services, a luxury you can afford.